Welcome to Story Chats at Inspi Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry, and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. I'm Valerie Comer. And that's Cooney. Cooney Comer, if you're new. (laughs) (laughs) Valerie was like, hurry up and hit record because Cooney wants out. (laughs) She does. She's all pushing on my throat at the moment. (laughs) She's beautiful. She is. She's our favorite. Today, we are talking about CCR set in the mid-Atlantic region of the United States. Uh, We consider, because uh, that's, I guess, probably like the royal we, since I'm the one who decided what we're considering Uh the the mid-Atlantic. Although in this case, I did consult the U.S. Geological Survey. Oh, well, that was was nice of you. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The Mid-Atlantic is considered Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, Maryland, Virginia, and West Virginia. So that is the Mid-Atlantic region. Uh, So we're- Why? Yeah, stories (laughs) stories set therein. (laughs) Um, So was this easier, harder, or about the same in terms of difficulty of finding books that fit the category? Narelle? Well, if we just wanted to do the Elizabeth Madry episode, it would be incredibly easy because you have a number of series that are set in that area. But otherwise, I mean, I this this was an episode I was planning to read something for, and then I've been too busy being nursemaid for sick COVID family members, which which took my reading time. And so then I was scrounging through, searching on my um, blog, putting in all the states to try and work out what exactly was set there. So there's actually one book I didn't even realise was set there, which made me very happy. Yeah. <laughs> there goes Coon. Over and out. Excellent. I, I found it easier because of the Elizabeth Madry show, but also Tony yeah. Shiloh and Heather Gray. Like mm-hmm. um, it was, um, yeah. So I had to go, okay, so outside of this area, <laughs> what else have I read? What yeah. else do I know about? So so yeah kind of like yeah the dc areas like new york city was for the the north the new england yeah exactly yeah. all right that was it. my experience as well i'm like okay kid they can't all be set in metro dc <laughs> we gotta we gotta branch out a little bit all right so we can just jump in Narelle, you want to lead off I will. So I was pleasantly surprised when I did my little search to discover that My Stubborn Heart by Becky Wade is set in a small town in Pennsylvania. (laughs) That made me very excited because I realised that Pennsylvania is actually mid-Atlantic. Yeah. And I was disappointed to work out North Carolina wasn't mid-Atlantic because I could have done North Carolina a lot easier. So you're ready for next time. Yeah, that's the next one. So you're good. (laughs) Yes. I'll be good the next one. So My Stubborn Heart. I actually saw this Mm -hmm. book and I thought Narelle's going to talk about it. (laughs) yes yes so I'm not going to talk too much about it because I've spoken about this one a number of times Um, but basically it's a small town in Pennsylvania Kate accompanies her grandma to fix up the grand old family home the hero is a former NHL hockey player who is a widower his wife died of brain cancer and so he's become very introverted and has all his defenses up and he's the building contractor who they get in to fix the house. And so it's, it's, one, it's probably my favourite, still my favourite Becky Wade book. I've, it was her debut book and I've really enjoyed this one. So I was this very is, happy to be able to add it. This is not the love triangle, is that correct? It's not a love triangle. Okay. I know there's yeah, a Becky is, Wade that is a love triangle and I 
should read it, but I don't know that I'm ever going to. <laughs> yeah, The Love Triangle is the second book in her current series. Okay. And I read book one and book three, and I haven't read book two either. Okay. Because I'm also on the fence about love triangles at times. I've got to be in the right mood to read a love triangle. So Fair. I Fair. haven't read the second one. I may read it at some point in time. But no, my stubborn heart is definitely not a love triangle. Excellent. Okay. The whole <laughs> Pennsylvania thing, like the all the searching I did, the this was the only book that came up that was not Amish. Oh, yeah. Everything yeah. else. It was just like Amish as as the year is long. There is yep. a big Pennsylvania yeah. Dutch <laughs> component there. Yeah. So yeah, um, that's not too surprising. I do actually have a book set in Pennsylvania that is not Amish, that is not Ooh. Becky Wade. So, but we'll get yeah, that. Yeah, girl. <laughs> is, it Lancaster, is it Lancaster County that's in yeah. That's Pennsylvania? That's so famous. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Lancaster County is about a two hour drive for me. So we go up sometimes. Um, the food is amazing as, you know, home cooked as it would Amish be. food slash Mennonite food is, yeah. Um, but yeah, Lancaster County. And then they have cute little town names like Bird in Hand and Paradise and all kinds of little tiny Amish town names. But, it's fun hmm. but we're not the Amish show. But we're not the Amish no. show. <laughs> no, in fact, in fact, we're not. But that mine is like book number three. So we'll, we'll, right. we'll probably get to mine. But Valerie, you go next. Well, I'm just going to start with this author that nobody's heard of, Elizabeth Madry, because, because we have to go here. Um, <laughs> almost all, not quite all, of Elizabeth's books do take place in Washington, D.C. or nearby. Um, but I think for those of our listeners who have not read the billionaire books, you should go start. Um, and... I really find that I feel as though I've been to DC through your books and I have never been, um, but the, uh, the first billionaire series, yes, people, there's two, um, <laughs> is, um, is very keyed in on it. Um, but the mm. second one is the billionaire's nannies kicks that one off. And I just really found that the, the feeling of the neighborhoods, the feeling of getting around in, in DC and stuff was just, was really strong um, in, well, in all of these books, but I would pick on the billionaire's nanny for that one. Just um, if, if you haven't started reading those and I've probably, you, you may find that I, <clears throat> that I lie a little bit. You used to would have said that I didn't read billionaire books. I guess I do, um, partly because of Elizabeth's though. So if you don't think you do, go read them, get these, and go to Washington. Have fun. Done. Yay. <laughs> Done that bit. <laughs> yeah. Yay. All right. So my first one is Cottage at the Beach by Lee Tobin McLean. And mm -hmm. I was like that's book one in the off season series. And I just chose it purely because it's book one. I would recommend the whole off season series. Um, it is more sweet than straight CCR because it is part of published by Harlequin, not love inspired. So they're longer, which I like. Um, where are they? Where did they take place? They're on the Eastern shore of Maryland. Maryland. So Maryland, okay. um, mm. has like 
the Chesapeake Bay goes up sort of between the coast and then it hooks over and then like there's like river, the Chesapeake yeah. Bay here and then the Eastern shore of Maryland is over here. So um, they have bay on one side and uh, ocean, ocean yeah. on the other. Okay. Um, and so it's a unique little place that is, um, when I think of Maryland, I tend to think of the Eastern shore um, because that is your crabbing location. You know, the Chesapeake Bay is where a lot of the crabs, which are, you know, if you think of food in Maryland, you're, you're gonna come up with crabs more than likely. Um, if you know food in Maryland, that's what you're gonna come up with. Um, and then they do oyster dredging there still too. Um, and it's sort of sleepy little towns, um, sleepy little fisher towns, almost, I mean, as if Maine came south, that same sort of feel okay. of sleepy little Ooh. fisher towns. Um, and these books are set in a sleepy little fisherman town on the water. Um, and they have the Victory Cottage for um, wounded uh, veterans of some sort, police officers, veterans, uh, heroes of some sort uh, who need a place to recover. Uh, often they have dogs, a canine companion of some sort. Um, and I just love all the combinations of things that she's worked into the series while still really highlighting um, recovering from emotional and physical trauma. Um, she has, you know, she hits on all sorts of different friendships and still managed even, even though they're not technically Christian, there's, there's a strong faith thread in almost all of the books. Um, it, it's there. Um, in, you know, to some, in some points, I'm like, this is a stronger faith thread than I see in some books that call themselves Christian. So, um, because sometimes, and I mean, that's not a dig, that's not meant to be a dig at all, because sometimes there's more of a faith thread that, that happens naturally as you're writing the story. And yes. sometimes it's less, I mean, that, yeah. that ebbs and flows. So, um, absolutely not intended as a dig. I just think Lee weaves it in beautifully, um, and naturally, and naturally, mm. yeah, particularly when writing for a secular publisher, um, you know, that, that she's able to get it in so subtly and beautifully that it is integral to the story and yet not offensive in any way. And her editor doesn't make her take it out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the offensive in any way bit. <laughs> I imagine her editor would be like, Lee, this isn't love inspired. <laughs> <laughs> um, because she does also write for Love Inspired, but um, this series I just love, and to me, like, you couldn't take the series and put it anywhere else, except for maybe on the coast of Maine, and have it make any sense. Yeah, It, it is quintessential to that Maryland shore, which I love. Cool. Yeah. I didn't even think of those books, although I have read them and enjoyed them, because, um, yeah, because I couldn't remember where they took place. I knew it was somewhere <laughs> on the Eastern Shore, but those of us who live very far away, yeah. such as in Brit British Columbia, Canada, yeah. don't always remember exactly where the places are we've read about. This one, yes. since I live mid-Atlantic, was a little easier for me. Yes. I will absolutely, <laughs> absolutely admit, for sure. All right, Narelle, what's your number two? Well, my number two, I'm going to talk about a series, which is Tony Shiloh's Maple Run series. So yeah. I haven't read these books for a while, so I'm a bit hazy on details, but there's four books in the series, and it's um, The Diner called The Peach, the Peach was it The Peach Pit? Maple. Oh, I got that wrong. Maple no. Pit. That's Maple it. Pit. 
Maple Pit. Yeah, sorry, I'm doing well. Um, yes, yeah, has all the maple themed foods, and that absolutely intrigued me. Was all the was all the food that has maple in it? So, and this is just a really fun series set in small towns, Virginia, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got that right. Yeah, I'm doing well. Do <laughs> yes. on my wrist, so I'm going to sound really confident here. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and so the food's good. I think there might have been a military hero in one of the books, but mm-hmm. it's just a really nice, fun, small-town series and it ticks the mid-Atlantic box, which yes, wasn't necessarily easy for me to find. <laughs> Excellent. Good choice. Valerie? Yeah. Uh, my second one is Janice Thompson's book called Saltwater Taffy, Taffy being the name of the heroine. And of course, her family owns a candy shop, right? Yes. Um, It's set on the boardwalk in Atlantic City, New Jersey. So uh, a place I have never been. But it kind of came alive to me reading Mm -hmm. the story because I could envision um, what I've seen pictures here and there over the years as well. But it it is not something that could take place just in any random small town somewhere else. Um, so that really felt like it was part of it. Taffy's family owns Carini's Confection, Confections. <laughs> they have owned it for generations. And when the vintage Taffy pulling machine breaks mm-hmm. down, they need to find somebody who can actually manufacture a part oh, for wow. it. Well, first mm. they try to just get a repairman, but that's not going to work because they don't make them anymore. So Ryan Antonelli is the repairman. He works for his dad. He gets to figure out how to manufacture the parts for this. So that keeps them back and forth um, in in this budding relationship for a while. So the setting couldn't really be anywhere else as the influx of newer casinos Mm -hmm. uh, and the, the pull in the community like some being in favor of adding these casinos and some thinking it's ruining you know the life they've always lived here in Atlantic City so this book probably was written 10 or more years ago so that's probably changed Um, storms off the off the Atlantic as well there's a lot there that just really builds on that setting right smack on the ocean so so is Atlantic City series which I have not read pardon is Atlantic City like Las Vegas on the East Coast in terms of casinos? I cannot answer that. Not uh, sort of, but not really. I would say they probably are the closest thing to Las Vegas that we have on the East okay. Coast, but they are still very much a boardwalk beach town as well. So the, if you take a, a, like, I don't even know, because not all beaches have like a a boardwalk boardwalk with the um, sort of carnival atmosphere of a boardwalk. So then you have that plus casinos at Atlantic City to sort of um, get those together. So ish, but you know, people in um, on the East Coast, if they if they don't get a $50 flight to Las Vegas, because it feels like everybody flies to Vegas for $50 (laughs) these days. Um, They they do a trip to Atlantic City for the weekend to gamble is not unusual, but you know, Mm -hmm. it would be a thing certainly uh, for those who are within easy, easy distance. Yeah. Interesting. 
I was going to say that it's the first book in a series. Uh, her two sisters are the other two heroines, but um, I have not read those, and it looks as though they take place mostly awesome. elsewhere, but okay. come back to Atlantic City because that's where their mm -hmm. roots are. But anyway, this one was all there. Excellent. All right, so my next one um, was actually going to be Tony's series, so I will skip to my third one, which is in Pennsylvania, but not Amish. <laughs> and that is The Farmer's Daughter by Lisa R. Howler. Um, she's an indie author. She doesn't have a ton of books out, but um, I enjoyed this one. It's set in Pennsylvania, small town, small farming town, Pennsylvania. Um, it has um it almost teeters into women's fiction because it it really has so much going on uh there's small farm like keeping the farm active being able to pay your bills the bank is trying to overtake them uh, you know the big corporate farms are pushing out the smaller farms um very true to life struggles of small town farming um that are a big part of this family. It's a family, the girl, and um, the girl still works. She's never left town. She was going to go to college, but didn't, her brother did, but then came home and he brought with him his best friend from college who majored in computer science, but would come home uh, to the farm with him on vacations and such and fell in love with farming. So came back there instead of doing computers. Um, so it is brother's best friend. Um, which is kind of fun. I always like brother's best friend. Um, there's also like, it's got hints of other romances going on. The brother has a longtime girlfriend that he seems hesitant to commit to. So there's some drama there. Um, and then just the whole small town, you really do get to know all the people, um, you know, who they are. They all come alive. The town itself. If you've read any of the Mitford books where all the characters yeah. and you get to know all the characters, um, there are elements of that in this where at times I had to like pause and I'm like, wait, okay, that's who that is, <laughs> you know, um, because there were so many, but it's, it fit and you really did feel like you were just sort of hanging out in this small farming town um, as they went through and conquered these. And then of course we have the romance um, with the brother's best friend, but this is why I'm like, it sort of teeters women's fiction because the romance at parts is definitely not the main thrust of what's happening, um, but it's still there. And it's, it's, it was good. I enjoyed it quite a lot. Um, it is a longer novel. Um, That's, which, that was my question. Cause it's yeah. almost, yeah, it's, you can't add to a romance yeah. at a shorter length. Those it, it is yeah. longer. It took me several days to read, not because I was disinterested or having, you know, ha not having time to read, but just because there was a lot of it to read. Um, but it was, it was quite good and I enjoyed it. Um, and it's, I think this is the first book of hers that I read, but I'll be looking. For I'll that have one. to look that up because yeah. those are some themes and stuff that I thought of you. To me. Um, yeah. I would, I think you would enjoy it quite a lot. Okay. Um, uh, especially if, anyone if you enjoy farming and and those aspects and they do actually part of saving the farm is um transitioning into uh sort of a more organic milk process and testing their cows to see if they give a2 milk which i guess has different enzymes so some people who are lactose intolerant can can handle it um so anyway it's it's really interesting 
um, lots of farming. Um, I believe Lisa lives on a farm, so you can tell she knows farms <laughs> quite a lot. So enjoyed it. You have a third in a row? We got time. Oh, I was, I think I might just very quickly mention the, the peak, the peacock hill romances, I think out of the ones. Yeah, I really, and I think probably because the setting you've got the um, wedding venue B&B. And who are those by Narelle? <laughs> oh, I don't know that person. What was the name again? Oh, That's Elizabeth really, Medjury. Really <laughs> okay, well, just, you know, not everybody might know. Yeah, so there's six books in the series and it's based around the B&B wedding venue. And it's in Virginia, mm -hmm. I think, if I got yep. that right. So yes. it's, it's a small town or is it suburban? I'm, I'm having no, a bit of a brain blip. It's down in the southwest corner of Virginia or yes. almost to the southwest corner in a small town, um, small sort of foothills of the Blue Ridge town. Good. I'm remembering it correctly because I'm thinking <laughs> it's small town. Then I'm having, I'm second guessing because you write urban. And so, <laughs> yeah, so I really, yeah, yeah. Except yes. when I don't. So. <laughs> true so that I really enjoyed that series so that's if you're looking for small town Virginia then that's a good one to start with especially if you like to follow the progress on a like on a renovation destination type place this yeah. is a huge huge project but that thread runs through all of the books yeah. from initial starting to tackle this immense project through to it being um, in use. So yeah. yeah, there's a lot of fun stories in that little world. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. What you got, Valerie? What's your third? Um, then I'm just gonna pop over to Heather Gray's informal <laughs> romance um, yeah. series in particular. Um, most of these, take place uh, in the DC area. Mm -hmm. And most of them are hospital related. Uh -huh. um, I think all of them are, but I didn't actually go back and like, look at every single title. But we have ICU nurses, we have state troopers, we have uh, awkward research scientists mm -hmm. that work at a hospital. Um, we have all kinds of characters. Um, the one that I was specifically thinking of with this episode was an informal introduction. Mm -hmm. And Lily is um, an ICU nurse with a high profile political patient. So she, he, and so she becomes the unwilling focus of the media as they're trying to get to her high profile patient. Mm -hmm. And there is in fact, um, a state trooper who is very helpful in keeping the media at bay. So that is, uh, strangely enough somebody she might fall in love with <laughs> so, um, but that was certainly a different uh, angle as far as as a, you know as a meet cute or as something that's forcing a couple to stay together because it wasn't a, a suspenseful story it was just the, this annoying media and a, a story that really didn't seem like it could take place very many other places um, because of the the political uh, person in ICU. Yeah. So yeah, that was mine. And then I had Tony Shiloh's Maple Run in here too. So <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So my, this is my last one that I have. Um, I actually went into Avid 
to, I searched through the group to see if there were any recommendations there. And there were actually, I found a couple posts where people were reading a book in every state. So I yeah. scrolled through some of those lists and happened upon Suddenly Lily by Deborah Nolan, uh, which is set in New Jersey. Okay. And um, yeah, so I, I saw it recommended fairly highly by the person who had posted about it. So I went over and I looked and I was a little concerned um, on Amazon because it's published by Montlake. And so I don't consider that's an Amazon imprint and I don't consider it CCR at all. Um, but it had the categories. So I read it. I, I really did enjoy the story a lot. Um, okay. She is a attorney for um, DCFS, the Child Protective Services, basically. And so she works with the social workers and the courts to um, ensure that children are either, like parents are either helped to provide for their children so that they can keep their children or when necessary, children are removed and placed into foster care, either temporarily or permanently to try and make sure that they're cared for if their parents are being neglectful or whatever. So um, she's, she's the legal end of that process working in a courtroom. And uh, in the courtroom, she's an assistant district attorney, I guess, um, as part of the, um, so anyway, in the courtroom is a sheriff who works in the courtroom and fancy that <laughs> he is also the romantic interest, No, um, but he also, he has a side job um, of um, helping to sort of Gentrify, gentrify has such a negative connotation generally, but they're taking old brownstones in this in Jersey City and fixing them back up so that they are in better shape and renting them out. So he's trying to become with his two brothers, a bit of a landlord um, as sort of a, a side gig. So he helps her get an apartment in one of his buildings and that sort of kicks things off for them. Um, I will say, <laughs> I read it all the way to the end. It is absolutely not CCR. Um, there is a lot of drinking in the book, like lots and lots of drinking, not drunkenness, but like they'll go out to a bar after work and then go home and have another glass or two of wine. And it's like more alcohol on a daily basis than I'm comfortable with. And I don't necessarily have a problem with people drinking occasionally, but this is like, this is, not what I consider a, a good level of alcoholic consumption. Um, and then she has a boyfriend that's been long distance um, who, when things start to get interesting with the sheriff, she realizes she has to break things off. But he does, she goes to visit him and he comes to visit her and they do stay in the same room in the same apartment. And there's no not even really any indication that they've slept together, but they have, it is clearly stated that they sleep in the same bed. Um, and so I think the indication is that they are sleeping together as a natural quote unquote part of their relationship. So it, it's definitely not Christian. <laughs> I would say it probably qualifies as sweet clean because there's nothing explicit. Um, right. But for our listeners, I wanted to be very clear that while it's well-written and I did enjoy it, if these are things that you prefer not to read, this would not be a book that you should read. 
that's so fair. is there any faith element at all in it it's it's sort of tap danced around but um i would say no um i okay. i get the feeling that there is a cultural there's a bit of a cultural faith he is um hispanic latino so there there are hints of sort of cultural probably catholicism most likely um and her best friend gets married and they have a full catholic mass as part of the wedding so again you know there are there are hints of of faith right but not really anything more than a cultural um cultural yeah yet mont lake would be considered amazon's christian no, I don't think Montlake is Christian. Montlake is just no. their romance. Their Christian was oh, it was waterfall or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's right. That's yeah, no. Montlake publishes their romance, and honestly, I had a friend who wrote a couple for Montlake, and she does she does not write Christian at all. She writes for straight up Harlequin, straight up Harlequin, um, and she wrote for Montlake. And her Montlake, I read one. And it was like way racier than I was comfortable with, especially since she's my friend. And I'm just like, I can't reconcile the person that I know in this writing. So I need to not read these, <laughs> these books. Fair enough. Um, and so to me, Montlake is all is very racy. So this was very, very tame for what I think of with a Montlake book. But um, okay. I almost didn't mention I it, but it is a good story if you don't mind those things because it is clean. Fair enough. Yeah, but it was also recommended from Avid. So if you come, uh, if you if you are in Avid and you see recommendations, do do still check them out. Do you your might. own homework. Yeah, do your. I tell tell people as well when they go. Well, how do I know which are yeah. the Christian authors or the Christian books? And I'm like, you really have to do your own homework. I'm I'm yes. sorry because they'd like a list. Well. There's yeah. no list and there's, there's no, no way list. to make a list. There's yeah. no way to make a list. So the only yeah. thing you can do is, is ask somebody who's read it yeah. or um, read the look inside, look at the categories, look yeah. at a few reviews, maybe go to their website. Like if you really want to do some homework on it. And I often do all those things yeah. when I come across a book and I'm not sure where it will fall. I almost never will download even a free book unless I have done some studying and determined whether or not it is something that I even stand a chance of actually wanting to read. Yes. So uh, always recommend that to readers. You have to do your own homework. Sorry. It's sleeping. Yeah. Sleeping in the same bed. I think most CCR readers would say that's too much would be my guess yeah that's even like, yeah for my own personal reading because I do read general market and I do read yeah. CCR I read like all kinds of genres you read I didn't, so thinking fast I, yeah oh so I didn't mind it from that standpoint I minded it from the standpoint of mentioning it here I was like if I'm going to mention it here I need to mention these things because yeah um because it does cross like a lot of the sweet clean that we recommend if they stuck some faith element in, it would be fine. You know, it's just, it's sweet clean purely because it doesn't have a faith element. Whereas this is sweet clean. Because it doesn't have. Because sex. it doesn't have sex. That's that's why it's sweet clean. Um, it doesn't have on the page sex, you know. Um, so I was like, it's, 
I enjoyed it. If you are a more liberal reader in what you read, it's a good story. If you are not, do not read it. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just breaking the rules. That's basically <laughs> what it is. I'm breaking the rules. <laughs> uh, anybody have another? No, I'm good. I had uh, Tony's was my, was my fourth. Yeah, fair. So let us know books in the Mid-Atlantic region, uh, which again are Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, Maryland, Virginia, and West Virginia. Um, I will, can I give a quick shout out? This is Christian, absolutely Christian, but it's mystery. So <laughs> Valerie's like, oh, uh, Heather Gilbert has a Murder in the Mountains series that are in West Virginia. And they are very, if you want like West Virginia, on a page those books um and gosh i'm drawing a complete blank on the first book the heroine is tess i can see the i can see the yeah cover. yeah um, they've got on. sort of a fernie a fernie heather cover day gilbert heather day gilbert um murder in the mountains is the series name they're fantastic strong strong faith element um mysteries set in west virginia and they couldn't be set anywhere else they're they're West Virginia. West Virginia is part of the story. So um, when oh. I, I was looking for a romance in West Virginia, although actually Pepper Basham, we should have mentioned Pepper Basham. She has that one that's sort of a riff on Pygmalion that's set in West Virginia. I'll put it in the notes because it's fantastic. Um, she's a speech therapist and he is a West Virginia entrepreneur and she has to help him not speak like a oh, West Virginia Appalachian yeah. sort of hick. Um, I'll find the title and put it in there by Pepper Basham. That's a fantastic, there's a whole series there as well that I've enjoyed. I'd forgotten that that was the setting for those. Yeah. Mm. And I like, I was, I wanted a West Virginia and I don't know why those didn't occur to me when, <laughs> when I was looking for these. Oops. But I'll put them in the show notes. Let us know what we missed because because we did because we did yeah yes. there are a lot <laughs> uh we would love to hear from you in the comments on youtube or on facebook and um if you're on youtube hit subscribe and that notification bell if you haven't already we will look forward to seeing you next week in the meantime don't forget to fall in love with a good book bye bye goodbye everyone <laughs>